0: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at Bankofamerica.com/slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, Member FDSC. When you're a 415 415. You're all about your San Francisco 49ers. And this is where you need to be for news, analysis, and, and, and more and more. Welcome to the 415 hosted by Evan Gidding and Mark Grandy. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of the 415ers podcast, coming at you three times a week. Odyssey Sports Podcast Network 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings with you as always. Mark, my man, how are you?
1: I'm doing well, Evan, Uh, not as well as the Cowboys, apparently, Hmm. who just got done with a Monday night shellacking of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We're recording this here Monday night, getting it ready for release as you're listening to it probably on Tuesday. But that sets up a fun matchup in the divisional round. Cowboys Niners for a second straight year. Looking forward to that. But all in all, I'm doing well, Evan. How are you?
0: I'm good. And I'm, I'm especially good because let's be honest, Mark. This is the matchup in the divisional round that everyone wanted, okay? Yeah. Last year, all we could hear is that the 49ers wanted to go to Dallas. The Cowboys wanted the 49ers. The 49ers, of course, ended up winning on the road, fell a little bit short of the Super Bowl, but it was a rivalry renewed. And then another chance this year, back-to-back years to face in the postseason, I think is a beautiful thing because you have two equally passionate energetic some might consider rabid fan bases and that may may be a nice way of putting it but you also get in my opinion the two teams that are the biggest brands and that have stylistically maybe the most dynamic ways of winning football games in the conference outside of philadelphia so i think as we're talking about a second round matchup for the 49ers and the cowboys this would be the one that i would want to see and that if you're a football fan you would want to see
1: yeah and it's probably one that the nfl wanted to see for all the reasons you laid out they're probably going to get big ratings the game is and the time is already set it's sunday january 22nd at 3 30 at levi's stadium if you're watching on youtube you can see that there at the bottom of the screen i think the nfl is extremely happy that the giants upset the vikings yeah. because that meant that the winner of this monday night game that we're talking about cowboys and buccaneers would play the 49ers regardless and No matter who wins, we're we're talking Cowboys Niners. Obviously, that is a gigantic game. Buccaneers Niners is Tom Brady against his childhood team. That would also be a gigantic game. So I think the NFL is sitting pretty once uh, the the Giants upset uh, the Vikings. And then another thing, as I'm thinking about it right now, not related to, to matchups necessarily, but the four teams left in the NFC, Evan, you have the Eagles taking on the Giants and the Niners taking on the Cowboys. You've got three teams from the NFC East. We talked a lot about how good that division was all year long, and they have three teams in the final four of the NFC. So that, uh, that division has certainly proven itself uh, after a fantastic regular season with a really good start to the postseason. So uh, we'll see what the rest has in store. But NFC East dominating the NFC right now.
0: Yeah, and to your point, Mark, I think across these entire playoffs, we've seen a common thread, which is cream rises. I think each of the teams that have advanced, some be it slightly, were the better teams in the matchups, or were the teams that were playing the best football when the playoffs started. And just going down the line, the 49ers, obviously, who took care of business with a 25-point unanswered second half against Seattle. Even though the Chargers may have had a 27-point lead, Jacksonville was playing much better football entering the postseason, and they, of course, eked out that win on Saturday night. Then on Sunday morning, Skylar Thompson the Dolphins gave Buffalo a hell of a fight, but the Bills, I think, were expected to win that game way more than they did yeah and then of course the middle game even though i myself was a maybe not a believer but a fan of the vikings this season the new york giants and as you just laid out the nfc east were the division to beat and of course got the victory over minnesota and then in the night game maybe a little bit closer than Bengals fans would have liked against baltimore But, of course, Joe Burrow pulls out that win for Cincinnati. And then the game here tonight where I think we were both on the same page, maybe didn't see it being as lopsided of a win for Dallas as it ended up being. But I think we both both felt that Dallas had been playing better football, was the better football team, and eventually knocked Tom Brady out of the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. And, you know, we were, I mean, obviously a lot of people talking about this matchup. Um, you kind of have to, I think I mentioned this last episode, uh, you kind of have to forget about everything that Tom Brady has accomplished because you can just so easily say, well, he's the greatest quarterback of all time. He can just turn it on in the postseason. No problem. Um, but you have to remember what they put on tape this year which for the most part was just absolutely horrifying. And uh, that came out again Monday night. Now, on the other side, you think, well, you know, it would also just be classic Cowboys to find a way to to lose this game. I mean, that just kind of fits how they've done things the last, what, 20, 25 years. Um, but they were clearly the better team. I agree with you. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. I did not think that Tampa was really going to put up only six points through any meaningful game action. I guess really zero points through any meaningful game action um, until they scored, you know, late to to keep the game alive for a moment before Dallas went down and put the final nail in the coffin. Um, but yeah, certainly the better team won and it sets up for an interesting matchup uh come Sunday for the 49ers. Um, but it's I mean, regardless of of the, the outcome of this game Monday night, Evan, we've talked about it a lot leading up to the playoffs, except against the, the Eagles in a potential NFC title game, the Niners would be favorites and probably relative big favorites against anyone else in the NFC. And, you know, if you're listening Tuesday morning, you can go ahead and see the opening lines. I'm sure the Niners are, are favored by upwards of what, four five, six points, something like that against the Cowboys, maybe six, uh, that's a pretty big number for a divisional round game. Um, you know, and I think it's probably fair because the Niners have just been that good recently. I mean, they won 11 straight games and they were by far the best team in the divisional round or the wild it card is, round, excuse me.
0: Yeah. It, it is interesting, though, Mark, because if you just look at the two teams that had perhaps the most dominating performances, it is the two teams that are facing each other in the divisional round, which would be San Francisco and Dallas. Those to me, and you know, just based on the scores, the most two lopsided games, but also two teams that have... It, it's strange to say Brock Purdy is less of a question mark at, at the quarterback position than <laughs> Dak Prescott, because Dak Prescott has been in this league for a while, but a lot of people were doubting what Dak would be able to do in the postseason, having only, I think, one playoff win under his belt. And while Brock Purdy was obviously impressive and historically so, throwing for three touchdowns and running for one, Dak Prescott said, hold my beer. I'm going to throw for four (laughs) touchdowns and run for one. So it, it is cool in the sense that you have, you know, maybe San Francisco at home, who should be the the favorite and maybe I would I, I would set the line probably closer to four than to six, but we'll eventually see what that line becomes. I do think that San Francisco and Dallas are the best two teams that we have seen so far. In these playoffs. So excluding Kansas City, excluding Philadelphia, because they both got buys on their side of the bracket. I do think it will make for a very enticing matchup. And of course, we're going to dig deeper into the numbers and analytics on our Friday preview episode. But just at first glance, Mark, I'm excited for it to be Dallas Cowboys week, even though they are a hated rival of this San Francisco organization, especially their fan base.
1: Yeah, no, it it should be a really fun week. I agree, um, and 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 we'll see how it all plays out. I I do think, you know, there was a lot of talk, you know, middle part of the season. You know, the defensive player of the year, Micah Parsons, versus Nick Bosa. Obviously, Nick Bosa ran away with it in the end of the year. Uh, Micah Parsons had a really quiet last month of the regular season, at least for his standards. And the Cowboys' defense took a a few uh major shots. They had bad games uh towards the end of the regular season. But that's still a, a quality defense that a lot of people were talking about as on par with the 49ers for a lot of the year. Um not only just Micah Parsons, but the defense as a whole. Now they have had some injuries. They're they're pretty, you know, limited in their secondary. They have some injuries there. Um and we'll obviously dive way more into the matchups and into where the Niners can exploit that defense. Um, but it's easy to forget how dominant that defense was in the early part of the season. We talked about the Niners playing with multiple quarterbacks in situations they might not like. Uh, do you remember when Dak Prescott went down early in the season? And that defense helped carry them to wins without their starting quarterback. So this what is a mean? really Cooper Rush. <laughs> do you remember the discussion What yes. after his second win? Whenever we're like, I do. <laughs> should they even go back to Dak? Yeah, oh I do. God such a just absolutely (laughs) incredibly dumb discussion i i I myself have
0: have been a prisoner of the moment mark however (laughs) i do not think i was that far in the dungeon to be shackled by the red-headed rifle that is cooper rush
1: i'm glad because if you were part of that conversation i might just have to quit this podcast that's how dumb (laughs) that discussion was but anyway my point is There was, for a a large portion of this regular season, a lot of talk about how elite this Cowboys defense was. Um, And, yeah, they've had some bad weeks. uh, But I guess the get-right game is just play 45-year-old Tom Brady who suddenly can't figure out who to throw the ball to. Um, And maybe that carries over into Sunday against the Niners. Maybe it doesn't. We will see. The Niners are certainly a much better offense than Tampa Bay. But you give an elite group of players like the Cowboys defense uh, a good game. They start feeling better about themselves. Who knows what that could do for a team's confidence. Uh, we'll see how it plays out Sunday. I will say, though, and I mentioned at the end of last episode, the Niners have a two-day rest advantage, and that is huge. It's unfortunate for Dallas that they had to play on Monday, and they're playing a team who played on Saturday. It's gigantic news for the 49ers. Um and that might be a reason why they are big favorites to win this game, in my opinion, because they have two extra days off. You cannot, uh, I don't know, make up for something like that at this point of the season. It is a huge advantage. So we'll see how it all plays out. Um, but the Niners, uh, regardless of who they were going to play this this weekend, should, had a, should have a pretty good chance to win, and that doesn't change with Dallas for me, despite the fact that they're probably – they're certainly the tougher matchup between the Buccaneers and the Cowboys for the 49ers.
0: Yeah. I think they are a tougher test. And also, I mean, along your points of having losing, having lost rest or being in a disadvantage when it comes to rest, they also have to travel. So you got to account for that, taking the better part of a day too. So Dallas is going to be behind the eight ball in a lot of ways, even though I think that they are a tougher test than the Buccaneers would end up being. I mean, I, I just, you hate to see Tom Brady's potential career come to a close, <laughs> although you never really know based on the last 25 years. I It does kind of feel like, Mark, unless he can find a landing spot to his liking, I, I just don't know if he's going to be willing to come back to take this kind of beating over again because he just looked like a scarecrow back there today against Dallas. and. Any team that has some semblance of a pass rush that can beat you with four or that has multiple guys that can get into the backfield like the Dallas Cowboys do, and obviously like the San Francisco 49ers do, I just don't see how Tom Brady or other teams are going to want Tom Brady in their midst because if he's a guy throwing the ball 65 times a game with no running game, even with, as you put it earlier, playoff Lenny in the backfield with him, I, I just don't know how he's going to be able to sell this version of himself unless teams are simply interested in selling tickets.
1: Uh, that was a disgusting season. I, so I have, I've, I, I know, no, no one wants to hear about my fantasy football team. No one cares, but by the way, he, I won our league way to go. Uh, and <laughs> big reason why I didn't was because I bought into the Tampa Bay offense. I, uh. I had stayed away from Tom Brady since he turned forty. I'd stayed away from all of his weapons because I was worried this was going to be the year that he finally struggles, that he that he finally breaks down. And of course, I'd been wrong every single year on that bet. Bet. And then this year, I drafted Leonard Fournette. I drafted Mike Evans. I drafted an injured Chris Godwin and stashed him on my bench. So I was forced, because of my decisions in fantasy football, to watch every single. Tampa Bay Buccaneers game and Evan every second I wanted to you know rip my eyes out that's how ugly and terrible and disgusting that offense was all season long Uh, so I am with you I'm not so sure that that Tom Brady is I don't know good enough in his own eyes to come back you get the sense that he's not a guy who who wants to play if he's not going to be good he's too proud uh, he he wants to be good and he wants to be competitive and he wants to have a chance to win. So we'll see uh how it all plays out for Tom Brady and his future. But I'm with you. I'm not sure he is good enough in his own eyes personally to warrant uh you know another year. Maybe he sees it it it's time to hang him up finally and, and he'll ride off into the sunset after another playoff appearance, albeit a short one.
0: I think he is just. Manically competitive enough to convince himself that he is good enough to continue <laughs> playing at this level. But again, I do think he's at a point where obviously he needs a lot around him to be successful. And I mean, he won the Super Bowl two years ago. That is quite an accomplishment at his age. No one has done that at the level that he was playing. But I just don't see a team at this point that's going to be willing to take a flyer. I mean, we're talking two months ago about how maybe him in San Francisco would be right for each other. Of course, <laughs> with Jimmy Garoppolo still as the quarterback at that time that that plane is off the ground and that plane is not coming back. And so if you're just looking at potential landing spots that check every single box that Tom Brady, I think would want, I, I just don't see very many out there outside of potentially Tampa Bay. And I don't even know if they would want him back based on the way things ended. So it'll be interesting to keep track of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It will be. I mean, I'll certainly be keeping an eye on it. I still think some, a team like the Saints might be interesting. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you throw in yeah. a team like the Colts. I mean, even the Raiders potentially could be an option. I don't know if he wants to go to Vegas. We talked about that as well. We'll be keeping an eye on it, certainly uh, throughout the offseason. And we'll talk about it with you here on the 415ers. Quick but-
0: hitter, Mark. Quick hitter. Who would you rather have? Tom Brady or Derek Carr?
1: At this stage in their careers, I it kind of feels sacrilegious to say, but I think Derek Carr.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of with you. We may be eating those words in about six months <laughs> to 12, but yeah. we'll see. Uh, either way, the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys are going to meet on Sunday, January 22nd, 3.30 kick from Levi Stadium in the divisional round of the NFC Playoffs.